こんばんは、皆さん。ダウンタイムポッドキャスト番号83へようこそ。今夜は、アリサちゃん、どうですか ?Oh my god!Hello、uh... and welcome to the 83rd episode of Downtime Podcast with Jeremy and Alisa.Alisa, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> That was a great reaction. I was actually trying to catch you off guard. <laughs>、uh, well, if you couldn't tell, this is our Yakuza Kiwami 2 spoiler cast. <laughs> and Elise is still reacting. <laughs> oh, man. I like. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs>、uh... Anyways. How are you? Yeah, I think you, I'm okay? okay. I think I'm okay、yeah. right now. What you, what, what's going through your mind?、Tell、what、me. was going through my mind was like, are you trying to do this whole intro in Japanese? I don't know any Japanese. Like, oh, I, I literally did it in Japanese and now I did it in English. <laughs> it's all good.、Yes. You can keep that if you want. You can keep that in the edit. I don't really care. Hey, <laughs> I'll probably keep it. Cool. Cool. But,、uh, like I said before, this is our Yakuza Kiwami 2 spoiler cast. So, if you have not played Yakuza Kiwami 2, I suggest you go finish the game before you listen to this podcast because this is a. This is a、no, storyline podcast. Yeah, this is a no bars hold, no reigns free, not everything goes podcast where we will talk about everything story related to Yakuza Kiwami 2. <laughs> so, for starters, Lisa, what do you think about the game as a whole?、Um, the game as a whole. So, Yakuza Kiwami 2, or as I'd like to call Everyone is Korean, <laughs> is a. Yeah. I think that the more I think about the game holistically, the more I really, really like it. And I would say that this game for me is tied with, in terms of enjoyment of the whole thing, it's tied with zero for me. Okay. Yes. And oh, by the、yeah. way, by the way, in the rankings,、um, Yakuza 5's first, and then it was zero. And so, like, now I'd say zero and Kiwami 2 are kind of on the same level. Yeah. I. I would have to agree with you with the sentiment. I, although I can't agree with the five part since I haven't played it. Yeah. I would say Zero and Kiwami 2 are definitely up there. They're definitely like, Six. this is definitely like one of the better, like, this is on the better spectrum. Definitely. Totally. And not to say that any Yakuza game is horrible, but for us so far, these are the best ones that we've played. Yes. So, yeah, for me, it's、uh, Zero, Kiwami 2, and then Six, and then Kiwami. Yes. Exactly. Uh,. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought the game overall is great.、Yeah. Um, def, it's the, using the Dragon Engine, it's definitely got the same feel as Yakuza 6. They、so、cleaned up、right、the Dragon Engine on this one for sure. I, oh, yeah, it looks amazing. There were points in Yakuza 6 where the Dragon Engine was okay and it was fine, but there were, because it was, that was the first game that they used employing that new engine, I was struggling a bit in certain parts where it's just like I, some. Like, I wanted to move somewhere and there you know, I was struggling a bit, or like it staggered. But this time around, it was very fluid. I thought that this was the best use of Dragon Engine so far. Granted, they've only I've only played two games that use this engine on Sega, but very satisfying. Yeah,、um, I agree. I, I just felt like everything was really fluid.、Um, this is really minor, but the, 
I agree with your sentiment that the engine got better in this game. Um, because when I was playing the batting cages mini game in six, there was a part where he would walk up to the plate in a cutscene, and it kind of stuttered a little bit. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. I'm trying. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I noticed it too well. I I don't know why I noticed this, but when he walked <laughs> up to the plate, when he walked up to the plate in the batting cages in uh, Kiwami, oh not Kiwami, in uh, Yakuza Six, um, it's like the scene stuttered like a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, but then in uh, Yakuza Kiwami Two. You kind of find out that he, um, the scene, the same exact scene doesn't have that same stutter. So I was kind of curious as to what they did to fix that. Yeah, it, it was just a technically a better job. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, it looks cool. I, I like the, the, it looks cool that they, um, the whole, the whole fact that they updated everything in a certain way, even the minor details, because, I mean, I don't even, again, I don't even know why I noticed that tiny little, tiny little detail, but I'm glad that they fixed a lot of things that the way it went wrong with 6, in a sense, because I feel like 6 was definitely their testing ground for the engine. Yes. And with 2, Kiwami 2, they definitely kind of perfected it in a way. Definitely. Um. Yeah, continuing thoughts on the game overall, Uh, the gameplay was solid as usual. You have the same fighting styles as 6, which is... It's more of like a quote-unquote dragon style, which is a combination of different styles from Zero in a way. Um, and it's also the first game you got to play as um, Majima in the Dragon Engine. And the first game in a while that you get to play as Majima. Yeah. It, albeit his his story is very, very short. And I was kind of sad that it was this short. It was definitely a much more t- contextual sub-story to provide context with why Tarada did everything that he did. Yes, yes. And, and it was very self-contained as well. Yes. And then on top of that, it was also a closure for the Makoto and Majima storyline. And let's talk about that real quick since okay. we're on the topic. Yeah. Um, I really liked the Majima storyline overall. I thought it was really cool, but there were some parts where I was like, this is really boring. I'm just walking around and I'm not really doing anything. Um. Uh, but the the storyline overall was awesome. I definitely was looking forward to how they're gonna wrap up, wrap up the Makoto Makimura slash Majima storyline, and I thought they did it really nicely. Yeah, because remember how we were talking about like we don't even need them to fall in love. We just want them. We just want her to acknowledge that like she knows who Majima is, and she did. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> like all that very mattered. Last scene. All, all that mattered. Like I I didn't want a love story. All I wanted was just for her to know about the guy who saved her. And the guy, yep. and like the guy who cares about her, and I was like, "Yes, motherfucker." Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I just like how when she was massaging him, she's like, "Oh, I got my eyesight back from this guy who helped me twenty years ago," and he's like, "Oh, fuck, that's me." I but know. he it's can't like, say anything. I know. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, all mm. right, yeah, yeah. And then I, I like the idea of new beginnings too. New beginnings for Makoto uh, moving away, and for Majima now that this has closed. So, um, yeah, aside from that, yeah, the storyline was much more, it was much more clinical to the Yakuza hierarchy and whether it wasn't exactly exciting. So, I mean, like, like we said, this is much more of just context to what Kiryu's storyline is. So it's not fleshed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by any means, it's only three chapters. Yeah. 
I, I kind of feel like we got gypped with the Majima storyline since it was just really short and they didn't it, you didn't really quote unquote play as Majima like you did but it didn't feel wholesome like he was already upgraded to a point where you don't need to eat anything you just drink the drinks and replenish your health you don't have to upgrade him there was no skill tree with Majima it was literally fairy Majima from point A to point B to continue the story that's how I felt Yeah, no, closing thoughts on the Majima storyline. I, I think that it was fun. Definitely added a lot more depth to Majima as a character. Um, wrapping up the whole Makoto Makimura storyline was awesome. Um, and I liked how there was a little nod to Yuki when he passed by uh, Forshine. Yeah! And, and like she's like, was that? No, it can't be. But <laughs> I, I really wanted them to talk, and I'm so glad that they did during the uh, the Cabaret Club storyline. I'm like, oh, they're talking to each other. That's yes. so cool. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, man. Yeah. By the way, that... Um the cabaret, the cabaret club storyline was was a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, you you can't have a terrible time in cabaret club. I don't know a single person who's played this and did not enjoy the cabaret club. But it was cool that you know Yuki is owning her own club now. Yeah, and then she became a hostess. I know, like, I was, like towards the end. Yeah, basically OP. <laughs> so yeah, gotta beat everyone. Got to show him who's boss. Yep, yep. So I, I really like the Cabaret Club storyline as a whole. Yes. Um. So let's get into the meat of this whole topic of discussion. I, every time we talk about the Yakuza games in a spoiler cast, we kind of do it differently, and I think we're going to stick to that tradition. I don't want to go into every chapter because I think that's just too much since this, chap- this whole game was like 13, 14, 15 chapters. It was 16 chapters. There we go. I, <laughs> I was off by one number. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so at its heart, the game is about Kiryu settling a score with basically his his rival, like his his nemesis. Yeah. Um, like there was another dragon, and they kept saying that. Uh, Goji kept saying that. Um, uh, Ryuji Goda kept saying that there can only be one dragon, and there's two dragons, and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. I know you're gonna die, but <laughs> I remember in the uh, demo when that happened, that was so badass. I was so excited when we played that. Yeah, that was when I, that I, was when I got super hyped for this game. That was what really, um, definitely like it was a first day by. Yeah, I mean, like seeing seeing Kiryu fight basically a clone of himself in like in a way physically but not really mentally or motive driven wise I think that was really awesome that they had a character that was like Kiryu but from a different region and you know they they both want kind of the same thing and the only way that they can both achieve what they want is to kill each other yeah definitely um, an interesting thing about the beginning chapters was the introduction of uh the dojima family and mm-hmm. we see like basically teenager daigo <laughs> and yeah. in his puffy white jacket but <laughs> but i just wanted to point out that yayoi dojima holy crap what a badass yeah yeah oh man i was not expecting 
the intro chapter or the very first chapter to even feature her. Like I, I wasn't, I didn't have any expectations, but the fact that she was like the, she was the matriarch in charge. Oh man, that was like, that really made a difference. One thing I will say about this game is we got a lot of very strong female characters in this. Yeah. And I want to take a moment to talk about Bay Kaoru Sayama. Oh, she, oh, oh my God, dude. <laughs> okay. First of all, I thought she was going to die. And I was like, I'm not about that right now. I don't want her to die. Because I was like, damn. Like, you hear you need to, like, go off and make babies or something. Because this sexual tension is too much for me. I didn't think she was going to die. I thought that she, they would have been separated, though, at the end. Like, you know, like, they didn't end Mm -hmm. up together at the end. And thank God none of that happened. So. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was... First of all, I liked her character a lot. I like the way she's just a, you know, ragtag detective and always trying her hardest. You know, it wasn't so we'll get we'll get into all the detectives, but there were straight up like four detectives in play in this in this game. And the I none of the storyline went how I predicted it would go, because I thought that. (laughs) I thought that like one of these detectives was gonna be like a huge um, traitor and a huge mole. It turns out that all of the detectives were good, which is like, how the yeah. hell did that happen? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but go back to Bay. So <laughs> she, so one like very pretty, two very strong, three did, did, like did not take shit from it from anyone, and I'm just so happy that Kiryu and Sayama found love. Uh, because yeah. they deserve it. They both need it. Uh, they've both been working these hard cases. Yes. Spending too much time together. I know. Yeah, that was but yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, it was a really nice touch, and it shows a lot more of Kiryu, for me, at least as a player. I could see more of um, his soft side, I'd say. You know, yeah. like he kind of opened up a bit when it came to Sayama, and she, she definitely opened up when it came to Kiryu and I think it was really awesome that, that we got to see a more loving side of Kiryu and how he deals with romance because we've never really seen him deal with romance like on a storyline level like I all know. the side stuff doesn't all the sub stories don't really count yeah and what was really cute was um so in the beginning of the in the beginning of the storyline Kiryu has to go back and do Yakuza thing so Haruka has to go back to the orphanage and then you know Haruka is kidnapped of course because that's like that's always how it is <laughs> and kiryu has yeah. to save her and so when haruka is finally back with kiryu haruka basically gives the stamp of approval for sayama because uh because haruka basically says yeah like i don't think i've seen like uh uncle Ka's smile like this like for anyone else and i was like yes yeah come through yep. <laughs> it's like it's like Haruka was the mom and she's like I approve. <laughs> yes, except she's the fucking like 13-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um Yeah, no. Um Sayama's a great character and I I really do hope that we see more of her in future installments of the Yakuza series. If yeah. she doesn't die, don't tell us anything. Don't spoil that for us. <laughs> yeah, or else that's some yeah, shady shit. Well, we'll find you, you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so since we're talking yeah. about oh yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead no, I was gonna I'll say continue. since we're already talking about her as a detective let's just talk about all the cop characters and all yeah, the detectives please. yeah so there's 
There were four main detectives and cops that were in this. One of them, of course, being Kaoru Sayama. And then um, the next one being Besho. And Besho is her boss. And then there is another detective who is actually in the very first scene of the game. His name is Kaora. And um, you, uh, you don't know for the longest time how he, like, what he even is doing. And then you have Date, of course. Yeah. Best show, I have to say, is like the classic stereotypical looking cop character. He like the way he talks is very <laughs> Osaka, but also like at the same time very stereotypical Japanese cop drama. Yeah. Act, like like style, the way he acts, the way he looks, like the way he smokes. Like everything about him is just very very stereotypical. But I like that character a lot. I think he's awesome. Yeah, it's like what you expect. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's uh, like this uh, for also Korean dramas and uh, Chinese dramas as well. Yeah, like yeah. there's just this, you know, I don't know how to explain it. That's just how he is. It's the look. It's the. <laughs> it's the the way he talks. Yes, it's the stereotype or not stereotype. It's the. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just he's he's it. That's it. He's like the classic example. You yeah, know? exactly. So yeah, the uh, the guy that plays Kawara, he's actually the the actor looks exactly like that. For those that don't oh, know, the the voice actor's name is uh, Susumu Terajima. Uh, I forgot what he's been. I, I, it's, he hasn't really been anything that came over here, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, a, he really does. Yeah, he's a pretty famous Japanese actor, and yeah, they based the model, the character model off of him. So uh, uh, when Mayu and I were playing the game, she's like, "Oh, I know that guy." I was like, "Yeah, me too." Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Yakuza continuing the tradition of scanning people's faces and putting them in games. Yes. Um, Kawara, at the beginning, you think he's like this horrible person. Like, he just kills people left and right. You think that he's like a contracted killer, but of course it turns out that he had an agenda the whole time. And I thought that was a really interesting twist. And I felt like it was going to go in that direction, but I also wasn't sure. But, uh, yeah. I didn't know what direction it was going to go in. Um, you know, before we talk about that... Um, so all of these things are in play, and you basically it's uncovered that the uh, the Jingwon Mafia, is, the Korean Mafia, is infiltrating Japan, but you don't know the extent of what's going on yet. Yeah, and basically, like you f- you find out that the Jingwon Mafia is everywhere. <laughs> I know. And like, how do what, you feel about a- that? Like, <laughs> okay. Honestly, what's up with the Yakuza games and depicting foreigners as the bad people? Not to not to bash on the series, but like why why do they always have to put the Chinese and the Koreans as like the bad people? <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Like in six you're fighting that Korean guy who owns Stardust, and it's like, why is like why am I fighting Top from Big Bang? Huh? <laughs> like why why is this a thing? Yeah. But I understand at the same time why they do it, because if you just have this whole internal japan versus japan thing that it kind of gets old but at the same time i like that they're doing this whole like external internal conflict because it does add a lot of mystery surrounding the story it really does keep you on your feet and it makes you want more yeah i i just couldn't like uh, basically everyone ended up being like the yakuza kiwami 2 was basically turns out you're korean 
You're Korean. You're Korean. <laughs> Look under your seat. You're Korean. You. You're also you get Korean. A Korean. You get a Korean. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, this is who's who's going to be Korean next? You know? Yeah, like, exactly. I was. Let's spin the wheel. Who's Korean next? I know. I was like, what is good? Like <laughs> that was. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it started going in that direction, like my all my predictions started changing. Yeah. Um. So it turned out most of the characters were Korean, and nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. Uh, we just want like, to clarify damn. that Kiryu is not Korean, <laughs> nor is um, Date or Haruka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just want. We uh, just want to clarify. That's it. It's hard. That's it's it. it's hard now to tell. Or, or surprisingly, you know, a lot of people might find this surprising. Majima is not Korean. Mm. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about that, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that? Maybe one of his eyes is that he lost was Korean, but we we, we don't know, know yet. We don't know. It hasn't been revealed yet. I can't wait for that uh, sub story in Yakuza Kiwami Three, yeah. <laughs> where <laughs> you find out Majima's eye that was lost is Korean. <laughs> um, oh my god! Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah that the that plot was very interesting. I was like, what? Okay. Was was my exact reaction to like finding out when all these characters became Korean? Yeah, I thought in my mind I'm like I thought this was a civil war between the two dragons, but you know I guess not. (laughs) It's all this internal politics of prevent of trying to keep down the Jingwan and everything, and it it actually date uh, like what was it? What was cool about this game was it employed a lot of flashbacks to Kiryu actually as a teenager. Yeah, and so and that was interesting. Yeah, and that was very interesting because uh, what is his name? What's his mentor's name? Kiryu. She, uh, Shintaro. Shintaro. Kazama. Kazama. There you go. So like, so like Kazama is you know like was basically trying to shoot out all these Korean moth, you know. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all these people, um, the Tojo clan and everything, except for two people. One of those two people ended up being Tarada. Yep. Yep. He's Korean. Hey, Tarada's Korean. Hey, welcome to the Korean club. Welcome to the Korean club. <laughs> yeah. So that whole thing was crazy. Yeah. Also, I thought the most unrealistic thing about this whole thing, about this whole storyline, and I'm this is super stupid and picky, but was that Osaka Castle opened up to reveal a Dude, giant golden version? Bruh. That was so. That was like like Power Rangers level unrealistic for me. Like I really, that's the one like that, that took me out of the game because I I've been to Osaka Castle. Yes, I know. You no, have, well, I've been, and you have too. I've been there too. Yeah, you have too. That- so and I, when I saw that, I was like, this is really cool, but. This whole game is supposed to be like kind of quote unquote realism based, so that kind of took me out for a second. I was like, "Why is what?" Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I know. You thought you thought that a ship was unrealistic. No, yeah. <laughs> All these temples have an underground bunker that leads to Mecca Osaka Joe. So yeah, that comes out of the ground, and it's like, oh, what happened to the older version? I don't know. I know. Yeah, but that that was cool. That was really cool and interesting. Uh, there were tigers in there. 
Okay, can we talk about okay? Can we talk about the bosses that like pissed us off the most? Because those motherfucking tigers, like. Uh, all right. Well, for me, the the tigers didn't piss me off the most. There's actually four brothers called the Amon brothers. A O M O N. Oh, and yeah. You you probably will never encounter them, Elisa. Oh, I, I have no intentions of ever encountering them. I hate them so much because the first one has two blades, the second one has a machine gun, the third one has a rocket launcher, and the fourth one, um, I forget what he has. Can you knock the a... rocket launcher out of his hands or no? Nope. O-M-G. And there's a point where you can't do any of your um, special moves on him. Like when you press triangle, you can't do any of those moves on him because it just doesn't affect him. Like his health doesn't go down because of it. So you have to get close and you have to hit them. And this is for all four of these guys. And and I'm like, I I hate doing that because I just want to use my gun and get it over with. But of course, you know, the game has to make it harder for you. Yeah, that's so dumb. Whatever. Your heat actions don't work after a while because they have a protective shield that prevents you from using any heat actions against them that'll effectively kill them. Like, when you use your heat action next to them, when they have the circle around them, um, it doesn't d- reduce their health at all. It just, you just, you're basically watching a cutscene for no reason. Of so, course. Yeah, and then I'm just like, oh, that means I have to get closer and, and hit them. But then he points his rocket launcher at me and he shoots like 10 rockets at the same time, and then it's game over. I'm like, now nah, I have to go through, through this whole stupid thing over again. But, yeah, those are the hardest bosses for me. But I do agree with you. Before I met these guys, the tigers were annoying as hell. Okay, I, there was a point where I was like, I might have to repeat this entire chapter. Like, I don't think I'm gonna win. But yeah, what the hell are even these tigers? Because the thing is, is like, of course, like my strategy going into this was, all right, I need to just focus on one tiger. If I just yeah. kill at least one, I just need one tiger first, and I need to to make sure that like that one goes down, then I can just take care and take down the other tiger. But that in itself was really hard. Also, yeah. man, that whole chapter of Osaka Joe was incredibly re- unreal. Like, what the fuck yeah, is going yeah. on there? <laughs> like, the samurai and the ninjas, and uh, yeah, yeah. It just that whole thing just took me out of the game, and I'm like, I'm not playing a realistic simulator anymore. I'm playing a action adventure video game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Like they kind of it devolved from the plot a bit. Yeah, and then on top of that, the the on the ongoing boss that has the the boot blades. Oh, geez, I was not having it with that guy either. That that guy appeared out of nowhere. I'm like that guy kept appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. And like when you're going on the elevator up to fight the final boss, he appeared. I'm like you're annoying, dude. Like who are where'd you come from? Like well, why? Why are you fighting me? I know. It's so random. Uh yeah, that was that was that was bad. But if you ever fight in the tournaments, Elisa, you will encounter the Amons. You'll encounter the Tigers. I'm not even joking. You'll encounter Tigers in the arena tournament underneath um uh commercial hills yeah. like you know where Majima's construction area is like if you go down there and fight in the tournaments you'll encounter the tigers you'll encounter the Amon brothers you'll encounter just basically every boss you fight in mm-hmm. the game aside from the ones that, like other supposed to be the main character bosses like you won't fight uh Yuji Gola down there but um yeah you'll fight all the annoying people and I'm like I don't want to play the tournament anymore of course. I, just, I just don't so that's why I bought like the weapons with unlimited uses and I just like would sit in a corner and just kill them all. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> of course. Um. God. Yeah. So those those are the bosses that annoyed me as well. Yeah. Um. Would you? Th- um. No, we'll talk about the. Do we have anything else to talk about before we get to like the final final chapters? 
Uh, no, we kind of touched on the story a bit. There's a lot of nitty gritty details that we kind of didn't really talk about, like the sub stories. Um, I mean, the sub stories were fun. What They're I definitely liked, a lot more varied. Yeah, and what I liked, okay, I said this in a previous podcast, but I think this game has the best sub stories of a Yakuza game that I've played so far. Agreed. I have to agree with that yeah. statement. These sub stories were hilarious, heartfelt. Like they ha- they covered the entire spectrum and be- upped the the wow factor on all of them. And they were just hilarious. They were Some absolutely of them were just, like, hilarious. Really funny. Yeah. I like for example, the one of the very beginning ones like the model. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> that was so random. Yeah, well, the guy takes photos of you. Exactly. And then you're like, are you the director? And he's like, nope, I'm the director. Like, why are you, like, mostly naked? Yeah, like, what's going on right now? <laughs> For real. What I liked about um, what I like about the Dragon Engine is the fact that a lot of the um, sub-stories that you do, these people can help you in battle by giving you an item during a heat action if you happen to be standing close to where the sub story took place so that's what's cool about the dragon engine and what how they incorporated that into the battle system agreed agreed and kind of a tangent on that um i have to say i do like the transition between cutscenes and actual um gameplay because there are moments when i was like holy shit like i watched was watching a cutscene and then it cut to them talking again but i couldn't tell if it was the game or if it was still the previous cutscene but i would just have to look at their mouths but sometimes i couldn't really tell because the graphics of the dragon engine are just that powerful that i'm like wow i was just watching the cutscene in that in that location and then they cut to the actual game with the two characters still talking to each other yeah. with full dialogue and i'm like wow like this is cool this is actually pretty awesome it is pretty awesome yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I digress. Um, yeah, I like how the Dragon Engine allows you to do a lot of things that weren't previously done in other Yakuza games. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, so the sub stories were great. Um, the, the mini games were also. The grandmother's back. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, all the minigames are fun. Of course, Elise and I have touched on the Cavalry Club minigame in the past, and that's the best and easiest way to make money in Yakuza Kiwami 2. You could become a millionaire in just three minutes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's still my favorite minigame, actually, to this day, is the Cabaret Club minigame. Definitely. And uh, I really like golfing. Golfing is way better than baseball. And yeah, I, I, agree. I like I just like the challenges, even though the bingo challenge took forever for me to get it. It was um, very satisfying when I finally got the entire tic tac toe board. Nice. Yeah. Did you ever gamble or play Shogi or play Mahjong? I don't think I played those games, but I did go to like the fourth floor a card game with with Haruka, like the one that you do in Yakuza Kiwami 1. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Han and Cho. Yeah, but I didn't do Mahjong. And I'm going to be real with you, Jeremy. I still don't. I don't understand how to play Mahjong. I like... Me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's played in a lot of family parties I go to, but I've never learned. And reading the rules on the screen, I just didn't get. I like, re- I really, I just needed to watch a YouTube video simultaneously but i never did that so 
Yeah. It's like that scene in Crazy Crazy Rich Asians where they play against each other and then like she wins against the mom. Like I was like, okay, she won. That's all I that's all I knew yeah, is that she won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. So I I mean, I think I, I'm the same way as you. I really don't know the rules, but I want someone to teach me in person because the only way for me to learn a game like that is if someone actually physically shows me. Yes, agreed. Um a lot of games like that are much easier to like be hands-on versus you watch something or read something and try to emulate it. So Yeah. Um I also did not go to the gambling centers and I didn't play Mahjong or Shogi because I just didn't really find interest in those games. Um I also didn't go to the arcade a lot because I just didn't want to play the arcade games. I, I played Outrun a lot in Zero and um I just got tired of playing the the emulator video games in the arcades. I did play darts and I beat that. That was fun. Um, uh, and I didn't play too much of the crane game either. I like the crane game more in Zero. The this crane one was a little okay harder. The arcade was straight stupid this se- this season. Uh, this game. So yeah. For what? A, why did the the crane game is ten times harder now? I think it's only uh. two prong. It's only two prong now. Like they did some shit where they went from yeah. four prong to three prong, or they or they went from three prong to two prong, and it was so hard. Like it was so hard to get anything. And on top yeah. of that, the you're not missing much with the arcade games because Virtual On is stupid and so difficult to get to level three on that. <laughs> yeah, I I tended to avoid the arcades altogether as well. Yeah, I just didn't want to play UFO Catcher. I didn't want to play any of the games there. I did P though, so. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. That was different. That was different. <laughs> I did P. <pee. laughs> <laughs> out of context, it just sounds funny. Hey. I went to the arcade. I I didn't go to the arcade, but I peed. But like, I peed. What? But I peed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yes. Um, but other than that, I mean, I didn't really play too much of the uh, the mini games as a whole. Yeah, same Z's. Um, and you wanted you wanted to go into another topic. I I'm pretty much done with this. I just want. Can we talk about their date and just like their kiss and like. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Oh uh, the whole date with them drinking on the roof was awesome. Oh, my God. And then she had a teddy bear, and yeah. that was adorable. And yeah. they come from oh, they come from similar backgrounds. They don't have parents. And, like, mm-hmm. or like you know, like, we didn't know um, Saima had a parent still alive. Right. But, like, I'm like, y'all are made for each other? I swear to God, if Saima dies in a future Yakuza game, I will be so sad because she doesn't show up for any of the future games. So either I have to assume she left the country altogether or something really bad happened to her. And I don't really want anything bad to happen to her because I think her and Kiryu are like a match made in heaven. The you best? Know? It's like yeah. Opposite, yeah. Yeah. Opposites attract. You know, she's a cop. He's a criminal. And yet they they find a common theme of love with each other. And I think that's so interesting. Yes, exactly. And um, God, the, the so first of all. The what ends up happening is it's revealed that turns out that the detective Kawara is actually Sayama's biological father, and yep, yep. it leads to a lot of conflict because it turns out that K- teenage Kiryu was present during the um, deaths of a lot of um, people who Say like you know like so to speak Sayama um, the 
like her clan or like you know the gang that she was associated with and just like there was a lot of drama and then Sayama like you know says that she's gonna go back to Osaka to figure things out and then they're alone together at Serena and yep. and you know what it is <laughs> Yeah, you know, the chemistry just built up. I know. And that totally happened. And I was and like, oh, my God. I, like, screamed, by the way, when they <laughs> kissed for the first time. I was like, yes! I was like, ah, oh, it was a long time coming. It's happening! <laughs> I know. And then, she, and then they, like, parted ways right after that. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cute. Yes. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Anyways, true love. <laughs> I'm hoping that they continue this in the next Yakuza game. I hope so, too. Because the ending showed Haruka, Kiryu, and Sayama all together. Yes! And it's cute because none of them have their real families, but they made a family together. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that adorable? That's such a... Like, that, whole, that whole ending scene was so cute. Are you messy crying right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. It, it's, oh, God. I, we love Yakuza. We love the Yakuza series. Yes. So I hope whatever announcement comes out of KF Funny Games, Kind of Funny Games' uh, showcase is awesome. Yes. Hopefully Kiwami 3 um, or, you know, like yeah. just like anything really. Give me the port. Give me Kiwami 3 or the port. I'm high, I'm happy with either. Like yeah. just give me more Yakuza. That's all I want. Yeah, basically. <sighs> Um, in terms of the final boss battle, um, I think you, I think you said this, but, uh, where do you, where do you rank the final boss, like, the, not necessarily the, just the battle, but, like, the whole, like, lead, you know, the whole, um, final chapter? I, I have it underneath zero. I, I, I think I said that before. Either I put it above zero or underneath zero, but it was definitely tied with zero. Yeah, she, Shibasawa was is just too ep- like the lead up to yeah. Shibasawa and the context of that is just really like incredible. It, it's hard to it's hard to beat the um, the storyline regarding that. I agree. I totally agree. I, but I have to do give props to the first Kiwami battle, like Kiwami Wams battle, it was very emotional. Yeah. So that's up there too. Yes. I will say I didn't so in terms of the ending, like I beat um Golda and then Tarada appears out of nowhere. I didn't expect to fight Golda again. Yeah, for real. Like when when it turns out that he was back to being alive, I was like, are you or like I, I mean like Kiryu doesn't kill people, but like when he actually woke up, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Are you like, <laughs> again? <laughs> like they both still wanted to fight. I was like, Kiryu, are you stupid? Like, why are you both still trying there's to fight? There's a bomb. <laughs> yeah, like you guys are fighting and there's a bomb. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> OMG. So, yeah. but uh, I, you know, I beat it in one try. Um, if you listen to the podcast, the first time around, I was definitely on a more average level, so it's probably I was probably a standard battle, and then the second time I beat it in like five minutes. So yeah, 
Yeah, the whole game past chapter five for me was just too easy combat wise since I had Max Kiri out with everything. So the final <laughs> battle for me took like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then that, and then oh, that sword, the demon blade is so nice. Yeah. So useful. Oh, yeah. It's so great. I remember buying that right before the battle started. I was like, I'm probably going to use this because there's that guy selling all the black market stuff yeah. right before you f- walk up. I was like, why is he here? But Everything was expensive. I was like, all right. Well, I have all this go harder, cabaret, go home. I have all this cabaret club money. Might as well use it. Yes. Yeah. But no, uh, we touched on the final bosses before, but we also did reiterate our feelings about it. Yep. And then it turns out that the bomb was fake. Yep. 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 Or it wasn't fake. It was real, but someone like pulled the fuse so it didn't go off. Uh, presumably, Ryuji figured it out a while ago. And, right. Yeah. Um. So real quick about the bombs. A re- so a really funny one of my favorite scenes that came out of uh, Kiwami Two was when, uh, you first find out that there's thirty bombs in Tokyo that you need to yeah. unarm, and it's Majima and his assistant, and they're just yeah. trying to figure out which is the correct cord to cut. And then it's like, do you know? Like, uh, like the assistant goes like, do you know yeah. what you're doing? And Majima yeah. goes, no. <laughs> She's like, just cut wires. And yeah. he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you've never known this whole time? <laughs> like, what the hell? I know. <laughs> but before that, I thought it was kind of funny when uh, they're talking in Stardust and then uh, Ryuji comes in and he's like, oh, I'm here to fuck shit up with all my gang. And then... Uh, Dante and Kiri are like, so it wasn't you that put the bombs? He's like, what are you talking about? Of course that wasn't me. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> so so Goda was like kind of confused too, but he was at the same time. He's like, I would never go do something like that. I'm too manly for this. I'm walking away. Yeah. And he just walks away. <laughs> and then like, Majima, can you take care of the bombs? He's like, all right. And then it leads into what you were just talking about. Yeah. So that was really funny. But yeah, I thought <laughs> it was just funny. It's like, it wasn't me. I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was literally a Mexican standoff between the Jingwan Mafia, Ryuta Goji and his men, Ryuji Goda and his men, yeah. and uh, Kiryu. I was like, oh my god, this is just this is just too much. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. I just um, it, it it's weird that Tarada ended up being the like actual bad guy in the end. Yeah, I mean, when I saw him reappear, I was like, oh shit, you know. I know. I was like, what? What is going on right now? Yeah, I was like, you're oh Korean. God, That's right. <laughs> yeah, he pointed at people. You're Korean. You're Korean. Uh, but it was just—it was both surprising, but also within the Yakuza formula, I felt like that Tarada would reappear. Yeah, of course, of course. It was cool. It was cool. Yes. Um. Uh, uh soundtrack was good as always. I always, uh, yep. I always love the uh Kiwami or just the Yakuza series soundtracks. So I enjoyed. I my favorite actually one of my favorite songs is the uh is the battle music when you're in Osaka or uh Sotenbori. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That music <sighs> is gonna... way better than the one that's in Tokyo in um Kamarucho. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. Um I have to say I'm a sucker for some of the J-pop in this game. I'm still in love with a lot of the karaoke songs. Yes. Oh, dude. Oh, I was about to say, like, when you finally play Yakuza 5, it's fucking J-pop central. It's it's the uh, best shit. 
So I'm gonna love it. <laughs> yes, it's, it's so good. Hell yeah! Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Um. All right. Any more closing thoughts before we head out? Um. I guess my closing thought is I think this is like, like this is very much like a very good Yakuza game, and I would say that this is like of the ones that I've played already. This is a, a this is a top tier uh Yakuza game. I agree. Yeah, despite any um negative critical perceptions we've had of the game so far. Just like any anything we kind of mentioned, like graphical details or um, just any of the boss battles or just our, our sentiments towards some of the fighting mechanics, uh, I do agree as well that this is probably one of the best Yakuza games that we've ever played thus far. Yes. Um, a lot more to come. The, they did announce that Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 are going to be localized, in the, localized um, for PS4 officially. Um so that's only in Japan, but they don't know if they're going to bring it to the West yet. But there's definitely a lot of interest since these past few Yakuza games have been doing quite well. Yes, um, and anything's possible, especially because Sega has been doing a lot of those polls. It's like, do you want localization? And basically everyone's been answering like, duh. It's like 99% yes. It's like, <laughs> no, no, we do not want localization. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's like in Mario Party when you get enough coins and you go to the star. You can either buy the star or you could pass. It's yeah. like, why would you pass? You know, it's like, yeah. why would you say no? Good. Of course you want more games. Yeah, good <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I do really hope that they announce either the ports are coming to the West uh, tomorrow during the KF Games Showcase or that uh, uh, a Kiwami 3 remake is coming. Either way, I'll be ecstatic about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Elisa, anything else? Um, no, I think that is it. Um, thank you, everyone. If you want to make some comments about the Yakuza series, go to uh, our Discord, and you can find the link at www.downtime.live. Email us at contact at downtime.live. Any platform which we post the podcast, uh, YouTube, uh, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, uh, just make a comment if you want to say anything. Uh, we're on Twitter, and you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the 83rd episode, and I hope you enjoyed the spoiler cast. And we'll be talking more about the Yakuza series as they come. All right. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Yep. See you next time. Good night. <laughs>